One thing that's a true fact is that we all face disappointment. Whether it be relationships not working out, businesses that fail, ministries that don't seem to grow, jobs that we don't like, life situations that let us down, ideas that don't work out, and creativity that just kind of falls flat. There's always disappointments that we have to overcome. We all face them. And some people are even disappointed with God. In this episode of Go Creator Go, we talk about the solution for people to heal and to be free from lasting disappointment that could shatter the heart of a creative believer. I'm Antoine Bean. This is Go Creator Go. Let's do it. everybody welcome once again to go creator go the podcast i'm your host antoine bean and we have a cool show for you guys today pretty interesting topic it's a topic that a lot of us well all of us can relate to i don't think there's anybody in the world who doesn't experience the pain the anguish <laughs> the frustration of disappointment and uh disappointment is something it's very real it's it's extremely real and ironically lately especially i've been getting a lot of uh situations to occur in regard to the subjects that i'm talking about on this podcast i say probably for the last maybe six weeks maybe even longer than that uh the subject matter that that I speak about in these shows and these episodes are situations that I actually walk out. Um, I'm not one of those people that's just throwing stuff to the wall and see and see what sticks. A lot of the things that I'm telling you and the information that, that God has given me to give you uh, is information that that I've experienced and it has been a blessing to me and it has helped me tremendously. So I give that to you to the body of Christ. So God bless y'all for listening. Thank y'all so much for supporting the movement that is Go Creator Go. Again, I'm Antoine Bean. I'm an author. I'm a creator. I'm a creative. And I just love God. I'm a brother who just loves the Lord. And I'm just so happy that you guys are listening and that you guys are supporting us and listening to us. Uh, we have a book that's out, Go Creator Go. The team at Go Creator Go and I, we are constantly doing and thinking of new ideas and new things. And we got a lot of things mapped out for 2021. And uh, one of the things that, that we have right now available in 2020 that was created during this whole situation of uh, the Go Creator Go podcast and the movement that is GCG is that we have a book. I have a book out on Go Creator Go. It's a devotional for creative people. And it's called Go Creator Go, Activating Your God-Given Creativity. And it's available right now on Amazon. And you can go to AntoineBean.com and uh, take you straight to the link to go get it. 
If you want to order that book, it's a devotional, like I said, for creative people. And we talk about everything from your purpose of creativity to uh, what you can do to strengthen your creativity to activate your creativity and to just overall give you the foundational principles that God gave me to help me when it comes to my creativity. And it's just a blessing to me. And uh, along with that, we also have available a journal. Uh, It's called the Go Creator Go Journal. And it's journaling your God-given creativity. And it's a really interesting method of how uh, the journaling process goes for me. And I initiate that in this book. Basically, I do not to give too much away, but um, the idea is I put the, the main thought in the center of the page. And then from outside of the page, I put supporting ideas and all that. And the way that the, for, the journal is formatted, you can actually see how that's done. And, and you can it, it actually has a little bit of an instruction at the beginning of it and everything. And you can see how you put your idea in the center and then around it, you put your supporting ideas and how you can make that work. And then you structure it on the next following pages. So yeah, it's really, really cool. So big up to those. Yeah, big up to those. So the Go Creator Go book and journal uh, is available now on AntoineBean.com. It's A-N-T-O-I-N-E-B, as in baby, E-A-N-E, AntoineBean.com. So go to AntoineBean.com and get that book and journal. Thank you so much for supporting the Go Creator Go movement. And we got some other stuff coming on tap for 2021. More books, (laughs) more books and more ideas for Go Creator Go. So thank you so much. And for the show as well, disappointment. It is a real thing. And, you know, I I would be remiss if I didn't uh, say that disappointment has been kind of lurking, not necessarily in the background, but right in front of us going through this situation that is the pandemic. And I know so many people are just so over this thing, man. They're just over it, you know, wearing masks and social distancing and churches being closed and everything being virtual and zoom meeting after zoom meeting and zoom meeting after zoom meeting for work and kids being at home instead of being at school. And people are just so over this thing, man. They're just ready for this stuff to just end, you know? And, uh, what saddens me is that, you know, you got people that really are just kind of accepting, you know, this is our new normal. I, I think of, if I hear one more person say this is the new normal, I'm just going to scream because it's like you're totally accepting the fact that this is okay. Like, where are the generals? Where are the people that are praying on the walls? Where Where are the people, where are the leaders that are, you know, really should be going in praying against this thing? You know, I've yet to see a conference, a, a, a conference that says, you know what, we're going to fight, we're going to have a COVID-19 conference, and we're going to pray against this thing, we're going to fast against this thing, we're going to prophesy against it, we're going to speak things that are not as though they are, we're going to believe God. I haven't seen that yet. I'm I'm seeing a lot of generals doing virtual teachings, I'm seeing a lot of guys out here getting the bag, you know, a lot of people teaching things that they should be preaching free, but you know, that's a whole nother can of paint. But you know, I, I'm, and I, you know, you don't want to, I don't want to get too deep into it because people will say, oh, you're being rebellious and, you know, don't speak against the men and women of God and X, Y, Z, you know, 
but it's it's just I mean that's your job. You you're set in places to tear down these principalities and to build the people in these ministries to tear down these these the spiritual wickedness in this in these high places and I'm I'm just not seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing a, like I said I'm seeing a lot of people getting the bag. I'm seeing a lot of people doing these teachings and 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 that they should be teaching that they're charging for and. You know, we got people talking about building leaders and things like that when we got a whole uh, pandemic going on out there and, and people are just kind of acting like it's not there or, you know, it's 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 a little dis- disappointing <laughs> and um, it's disheartening. And you would think this is the moment where you would really see, you know, people really walking into their own. Instead, we're seeing a lot of people in the pews come out and try to start stuff and get shut down, you know, um, and it's that that's a whole nother show altogether. You know, it's it's it, I see a lot of control trying to happen instead of taking action and initiative to really face the matter at hand. Every waking moment for the church right now should be to get rid of this virus. It, it should be like we should be the ones on the walls praying against this thing, fasting against this thing, believe prophesying against it, really a believing God, you know, going to God and, and bombarding heaven with the cries of his people. And, but know that the cries that you are putting out there from your disappointment is not being heard. Don't think that because God does hear you. 2021 is going to be a very interesting year. It's going to be the year that the Lord strikes back. It's going to be the year that the Lord is going to make it up to us. He's going to make it up to us for what's going on. And he's going to make it up to us, and he's going to raise up some people that are really for him. And uh, 2021 is going to put a lot of things in order. It's going to put a lot of things, set some things straight. And it's going to, we're going to see the true legislature of God, of the kingdom of heaven. We're going to see that in 2021. That's, that's a fact. I, in Jesus' name, we're going to see it. So, uh, disappointment is defined by Webster's Dictionary as sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. That's a pretty solid definition. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no more to say with that. It's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're just not in a good place because of the non-fulfillment of what you believe for. Um, you, I've heard a lot of times from people saying that they're, they really have been challenged in their faith this year. They've really been, uh, you know, hurt, you know, everything that we've questioned as in our faith and our belief of, you know, man, you know, you said God that you were going to provide and that's being threatened. You said that, you know, people will be healed and restored and we're not seeing it. You said that, you know, all of our provisions and needs will be met, but that's not always the case. You know, what's going on? You know, we, we're, it's a lot of disappointment happening in this COVID world, you know. Disappointment in things not manifesting. Broken promises, you know. And again, a lot of people... Unfortunately, being disappointed in God, 
Are you disappointed? And, and if, if you are, what is the root of your disappointment? And I think, you know, it's like going to the doctor. When, you, when we go to the doctor, it's usually for uh, a symptom, you know. But what's the cause? That's what a real, true physician would really look into. What's the cause of this? How did, how did we get here? You know, yeah, your head is hurting, but what is, the, what is the root of you having a headache? You know, it may be unforgiveness. It may be heaviness of heart. And it very well could be disappointment. <laughs> it, is a, it is a root cause. You know, so what is the root cause of your disappointment? You know, they, the matter of disappointment is something that affects all of us, not just believers. You know, there, there, there are people in the world who face disappointment all the time. But know that trust in God draws us closer. Trust in God during and through your disappointment. Believe it or not, it actually draws you closer to him and it strengthens you. It, he uses those things those, those things which are meant to harm us as something that's to bless us. And I have one word to help you go through the problem of disappointment. One word solution. A one word solution for disappointment. And that word, ladies and gentlemen, is reconciliation. Reconciliation. To reconcile. That is the root word of reconciliation. To reconcile. And reconciliation is uh, a word that, and, and it's a, it's a, it means the restoration of friendly relations. The action of making one view or belief compatible with another, right? That's the, that's the uh, dictionary uh, meaning of reconciliation. You know, the Bible talks about reconciliation. The Bible actually speaks of that. As a matter of fact, I have never heard a sermon preached on reconciliation. Never. Never. It's According to Christian theology, it's an element of salvation that refers to the results of atonement, which is the forgiveness of sin. Reconciliation is the end of the estrangement caused by original sin between God and humanity. So that tells me that reconciliation is a God thing. It's, it's, it's a God level of, of finality, of, 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 of putting things together, of healing, of, res, of restoration, of, of finalizing something, of putting it to rest, right? Which is why I believe that there's a ministry for reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation. He talks about that in the word of God, of having the ministry of reconciliation. Second Corinthians, this is our foundational scripture for this episode concerning this. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 11. We're going to start there and it goes from chapter five, verse 11 through chapter six, verse two. And it, this will all the scripture that you hear in the broadcast will be in the description box of this uh, particular episode. So you can take these down and make notes for them for yourself and really meditate on that this week. These, these scriptures I'm about to give you. So second Corinthians chapter five, verse 11 through chapter six, verse two, be reconciled to God chapter. 11, I'm going to read this whole thing 
So I want you guys to really pay attention to this. Uh, verse 11, we start. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it's also plain to your conscience. We're not trying to commend ourselves to you again. This is Paul speaking, by the way, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what's seen rather than what's in the heart. If we're out of our mind, as some say, it's for God. If we're in our right mind, it's for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are conceived that one died for all and therefore all died, talking about Jesus Christ, and he died for all of us, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him, Jesus, who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. And I'm going to get to that, boy, that, that verse in a moment. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, watch this. He is a new creation. The old has, come, has gone and the new has come. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ and counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We're therefore Christ ambassadors. We represent Christ as though God were making his appeal through us, which he is in our creativity, in our presence, in our life, in our testimony. We explore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Chapter 6, verse 1, as God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in a time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of my salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Isn't that amazing? So in short, we must be reconciled to God because he already sent his son Jesus to die for us. Despite the disappointment, despite what we've been through, despite what has happened, God has done his part. God is not against you. He's for you. Those situations that happen to you, God didn't do that to harm you. He didn't allow that to happen for that to, to, to harm you. The job you didn't get that you just knew that was yours, God didn't deny, he wasn't playing with you. He wasn't just, well, I'm going to tease it like I'm going to give it to him, but I'm, no, I'm going to take it back. That's not how God works. There's a reason why you didn't get it. Because if he didn't care for you, he wouldn't have sent Jesus to die for you. He wouldn't have done that. He's already reconciled himself to you for your soul. But the things that you're believing God for, those, that, that, that's, that's something that you wanted. That's something that you desire. And he's going to meet, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. But you have to be reconciled to him. You have to, you have to know that he is for you. That's why when you receive him, you're a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. So by you being a new person, you represent the righteousness of God. Now he has something he can work with with you. So that, that spirit of disappointment where you're blaming God for things and you're angry at him for things, you have to be reconciled to him so that he can open up 
you can open up your heart to receive his blessing and to be a new creature, a new person in him. And God understands our disappointment. Jesus was disappointed. He faced disappointment a lot when he was here. And he totally gets it. That's why he sits at the right hand of the Father interceding on our behalf. He's the one who tells the, who tells the Father, don't, don't be upset with him. Remember, you sent me. I love him. I die for her. She, she's amazing. Don't, don't, don't take this out on her, Father. Let I took the I took the lashes, I took the nails. So 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 my children, all of them, male, female, all of y'all, that, that anyone who's coming to me, they will receive the righteousness of, of my father. That's a beautiful thing. That's reconciliation. He made he's he reconciled himself with us when the father did when he sent Jesus to die and rise again for us. Now we must reconcile ourselves to him. We must lay aside everything that isn't like us, that isn't like God rather, to 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 and put it before the Father's feet and and give ourselves to him as a living sacrifice. We must do that and and make reconciliation with the Father and build on that relationship. Amen. Amen. So the dangers of not reconciling with God. What, what is the danger of that? What makes reconciliation effective and necessary? Well, it's important that we reconcile. It's important that we reconcile ourselves to God because if we don't, we face the dangers of bitterness, being a bitter person, walking around, being skeptical, being in our feelings all the time, being, you know, not, not being able to, you know, have proper discernment because we have a hard heart. You know, the Bible talks about an offended brother is worse than the barred gates of a citadel. You know, when a, when a, when a city is closed, those gates are closed. There's no coming in. That's how the offended heart works. That's a non-reconciled heart. Someone who's not willing to hear explanations of forgiveness. Not willing to... Uh, to bend or, or, or comprehend um, understanding when it comes to, you know, unity or, or love or forgiveness or, you know, peace or not having that kind of heart, a hardened heart. Someone who complains and grumbles all the time. That's what you would end up being without reconciliation. You know, no one alone would really be the, the ultimate goal. You'll be by yourself. You know, the enemy wants that. He doesn't want you to be in a place of reconciliation. He doesn't want you walking in the ministry of reconciliation because you'll turn into a complainer or a grumbler or a worrier. You don't have any trust for God. You don't believe that he can do what he says he's going to do because you're disappointed. You're offended. You're angry. You're bitter. You harden, harden of hearts. You know, you have anger issues. You're, you're quick to pop off, snap, go off on people, cuss them out, say words you ain't supposed to be using. You whole saved and you out there literally cursing. That's, that, that comes from not being reconciled to God. Fear, fear of losing things, fear of loss, which turns into idolatry, you know, turns into selfishness, self-centered, me, 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 what about me? What about me and I and my, you know, it's all about me. 
And then that makes you distrustful of people. You don't trust people. You, you doubt folks. You doubt, you know, yourself. You don't have any confidence. You're, you're completely dry and devoid of any kind of belief in yourself or other people. And that's a scary place to be. And you turn away from God. You know, they, they say that when you, you know, the Bible talks about, I think it's Hebrews, he talks about, you know, if, if we go back after being saved, it would be like crucifying the Son of Man all over again. That's, that's part of not being reconciled to God. Not having that, that spirit of reconciliation, a ministry of reconciliation in your heart. So what does that ultimately lead to besides eternal damnation because you're turning away from God? But on earth, it can cause health problems. No sleep, high blood pressure, pain in certain areas you can't understand. It causes obesity. You know, you can, you end up eating your problems away. You know, it can be uh, uh, self-degradation, drug use, you know, alcoholism. You know, just turning to things that aren't of God. And ultimately, death. You can die. You can die from not being reconciled to, with God. That's a scary place to be. It can literally lead you there. For the way to sin is death. That's it. That's, that, that's what it is. You, we have to have Christ-centered reconciliation. Walk in the ministry of reconciliation. What about the blessings of being reconciled to God? I'm glad you asked. Here are some scriptures here I'm going to tell you that are going to really be a blessing to you because they bless me. You know, when I was disappointed and walking through this, this process, I, I God show, literally showed me this and I, and I can't wait to share this with you. So here's some scriptures that talk about the blessings of being reconciled to God, having stronger faith, Proverbs chapter three, verses five through eight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's just a little bit of that. Renewed physical strength. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and mount up with wings as eagles. Run and not grow weary. That is amazing. Growth in humility. First Peter chapter five, verses six. So humble yourselves under the power of God and at the right and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God because he cares about you. God will keep you. You won't look like what you've been through. Have you ever experienced people like that? Like when they tell you their testimony, you're like, what? That happened to you? You don't even look like that. I get that all the time. Praise God. I do not look like what I've been through. I don't look like my age. God has kept me. That's the first thing I tell him. God has kept me. Job chapter 13, verse 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain my own ways before him. Also Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the blood and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Also, Psalm 34, 
1 through 7. I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will boast of all his kindness to me. Let all who are discouraged or disappointed take heart. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. For I cried to him and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Others too were too radiant at what he did for them. Theirs was no downcast look of rejection. It's amazing. The, this poor man cried to the Lord and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. For the angel of the Lord guards and rescues all who reverence him. You'll have a more pliable heart. That means that you'll be more honest. You'll have more honest dialogue with God. You know, when we pray, we just speak what's, we don't have to, our father, our thou, you don't have to do that. Have an honest conversation with him. God would rather you vent to him than to vent to somebody else. Jesus said, cast your burden on me. Come to me. Those who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, right? That means coming to him with that, with that heart that's open to just say, listen, God, I don't like this. No, I'm not a real big fan of this person. <laughs> I don't know why you're allowing this to happen, but God, I trust you. You know, Psalm 139 verses 23 through 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me the way everlasting. Also, Psalm 10:1. Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Psalm 61, 1 through 4. Hear my cry, O Lord. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. God will teach you to let things go. That's the next one. God will teach you to let things go. Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is your refuge. When you let God be your refuge, that's a wrap. Like, you just give it to him. Come to, like I said, come to me. All those who are heavy laden and burdened, I'll give you rest. That's letting it go. We see that God makes disappointment for our good and his glory. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. We can rejoice too that when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength and character. And character strengthens our confidence, hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Isn't that awesome? Speaking directly to that problem. Speaking directly to the problem of disappointment. Also, 2 Corinthians 4.17. For our light and monetary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. It's awesome. He makes it work for our good, y'all. 
Romans 8.18, I consider that our present sufferings are not comparable to the glory that will be revealed in us. In James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may mature and be complete, not lacking anything. Wow. And the last point, God makes sure that we are stronger after this disappointment. Isn't that awesome? He makes sure that we're stronger after this disappointment. He makes sure that we grow from it. He makes sure that we benefit from it. Genesis 50, 20, chapter 50, verse 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. That was Joseph saying that about his life of pain and suffering that he got. And then when he finally got promoted as prime minister of Egypt, he said, don't weep for me. I went through that for this, for the, for the blessing to help many people. That's amazing. He grew stronger after those many disappointments. Proverbs 16, 9, a man's heart plans his course, but it's the Lord that determines his steps. He's got us. He's got us. Psalm 27, verse 1, the Lord is our light and my light and salvation. Who shall we fear? The Lord is the stronghold of our lives. Of whom shall we be afraid? Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. And the last scripture, Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come and will not delay. That is so awesome. It is amazing that God, he works constantly. Thousands of years ago, this stuff was written to solve. He gave the solution for the problems that we face today with disappointment. We must be reconciled with God. In conclusion, disappointment is something we all face and go through. But just because you experienced it doesn't mean you have to stay there. It's vital that you and God, don't waste any time in building that relationship to make it stronger. Spend time with him. He doesn't hate you, and he's not mad at you. And these trials and situations that you face, these letdowns, from time to time, we deal with them. But they are simply ways to make us stronger, better, and more understanding of life in general, and build our relationship and trust in the Lord. Our disappointments help us grow just as much as our victories. Yeah, it was wrong. Yes, you deserve better. Yes, you were in the right about it. But don't take it out on yourself or God. Instead, take your concerns to him and let him hear your heart. And you'll be surprised. He'll give you the solution for it. And it may even bless you in a bigger way than you imagine. Use the word of God as a guide to structure your concerns to him. When you pray, give him the word of God back to him and put it in a way to where it makes sense to where it gets and registers in your heart, not just to vent and spew out your anger. But God will give you reason and understanding. He will show you. He wants to help you, build you, strengthen you 
because he loves you. God answers to his word. and He wants to hear you and hear from you. Could it be that the reason you experienced the disappointment in the first place was so you can draw nearer to him? He wanted you to draw nearer to him. Have you noticed that you've been calling out to him more than usual, praying more than average? And not just for yourself, you've actually been interceding for other people more in this season. Think about that. It's a reason for it. Trust me, I know. It's to strengthen you and pull you closer to him. And also to pull others closer to him as well. So when he opens the door for your time of promotion, you will be ready. You will be. Because you've been hungry for this. You've been believing for this. And more importantly than all of that, you reconciled yourself to God. Remember, you have purpose as a creator. And God wants to make use of it to not only be a blessing for you, but to help move his kingdom forward through you. I want to take this time right now to pray for you guys. Because like I said, it's been a hard, hard seven, eight months. It's been serious business, you know, eight, nine, ten months now. And um, I want to pray for y'all and pray for your reconciliation with the Lord. So, Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you, Father, for what you've given us. Thank you, God, for everything that you do for us. We lift your name on high, God. We thank you, God, and we repent, Father, for any negative word we may have spoken, any type of unforgiveness we may have had any type of anger and frustration that we may have taken out, or not just you, but your people. Father, forgive us, Father, for being bitter, having hardened hearts, complaining, worrying, for being angry, for being short with people, for filling ourselves with fear and loss and grabbing on things and and leaning on things that we shouldn't instead of leaning on you not being able to trust ourselves and to trust other people. And more importantly than that, God, we repent for turning away from you, for being doubtful in our belief and our faith to you. For not reconciling, we repent, God. And we ask that, Father, we come to you, God, with clean hearts. And, God, we ask that you wash us clean, Father. Give us hearts of flesh and not hearts of stone. We ask that you remove those now. We ask that, Father, any type of physical ailment or any kind of uh, physical problem that has occurred or tries to creep up in lieu of this, God, we ask that, Father, you heal and restore those parts that are broken, those parts that are missing, those parts that are, that are fractured, those parts, God, that need mending. We ask, God, that you restore us and help us, make us whole, make us better. Father, keep us. Father, we ask, God, that after after this season that we, Father, see how much we've grown. You reveal to us, God, just how much, Father, we developed in you and that now how we're strengthened in you. We thank you, God, for your power and your mercy and your grace that has helped us, Father, get through these hard seasons. God, we thank you, Father, that that season of hardness is over and that now we walk in victory. Now we walk in favor. As your word says, Father, That now, Father, right now, this is the day of salvation. Now is the time of God's favor. Now is that day of salvation and reconciliation. We have the righteousness of God. 
because we are reconciled to you. And I cancel any demonic assignment that tries to come against this word for your people who hear this, who stand in agreement with this prayer, that no weapon formed against them prospers. I thank you, God, that you're walking with them in favor and promise and strength and mercy and grace, and that they immediately see a turnaround and confirmation of this word, that, Father, that they are reconciled and confirmed to you as being the righteousness of God, that they walk in your favor and abundance, that they stand as living pillars of testimony, Father, of your greatness, your goodness, and your mercy and restoration power that is your son, Jesus Christ. We lift you up, God. We thank you, Father, for all that you do and all that you continue to do in our lives and for our lives. And even for those who aren't on this call, on this line, who are not on this uh, uh, podcast, that, Lord, you, Father, touch them, family members, people who are, Father, needing your, your grace, who are looking for your hope, who are looking for your, your favor, who need you right now. There's a 911 to so many of your people. Father, we ask God that you reach them and that they know that it came from you. Father, bless that their hearts be reconciled to you and that, Father, a mighty rush of reconciliation take your people in the body of Christ all over the world to our friends in Germany, to our friends in France, Australia, Africa, New Zealand, London, America, Canada, Mexico, everywhere in the world, that your reconciliation is infectious, just like this deadly virus, that the spirit of reconciliation overtakes the entire world. And Father, we come against this virus now, we cancel its assignment now in the name of Jesus, and we demand by the authority of Jesus Christ that you shut down that virus now in the name of Jesus. It will not go into 2021. It will not carry into 2021. It will not go through 2021 like it did this year. Father, remove it. It must bow to the name and authority of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you that people are getting back on the wall after being reconciled to God. They're getting back in their post. They're praying to you, Father. They're opening their hearts. They're standing on their ministries and their promises that you've given them. They're standing on their churches and what they've and their callings. And Father, thank you that they are walking in your favor and your power and your grace to where, Father, they are reconciled with you. And they stand in agreement with them being new creatures and the old has passed away. The offense is gone. The anger is gone. The bitterness and hardness of heart gone. The worrying fear and frustration gone. The disappointment gone. Thank you, Lord, that they are whole, that we are whole, that we are healed, that we are restored, and that we are reconciled with you. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you guys receive that prayer. And if you are looking to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I'm calling you now to the altar. Build a relationship with the Lord. Receive him as your heavenly father. And connect with believers that are Bible-based believers who believe in the ministry of reconciliation, who believe that 
You are the righteousness of God when you build your relationship and receive Jesus Christ as Lord with God. Thank you, Lord, for your new people coming into your kingdom, God. Thank you. The body of Christ. And once you receive God as Lord, hook up with a Bible-based church. Connect with them online. There are tons of them virtually right now. And hopefully that will change because we're going to get this. This virus is gone in Jesus' name. The doors are opening. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I ask that you connect with Bible-based believers, hook up with a Bible-based church, and grow in Christ and be reconciled to him and be that new creature that God has, has called you to be, that new person in Christ, and the old passes away. I pray you guys have a blessed week, and I will talk to you then. Until next time, y'all be blessed. Peace. Go Creator Go was recorded at the studios of Triumph Media Works in Memphis, Tennessee. For more information on Triumph Media Works Studios, check out our website at triumphmediaworks.com. And don't forget the Go Creator Go book and journal are available at antoinebean.com. And check us out on social media at Go Creator Go on Facebook and Instagram. God bless you all, and I will see you next week. Until next time, peace.